Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, in a haze, nearly 100 million people waking up to smoky orange skies because of massive wildfires in Canada and ozone levels. I feel like I'm on an episode of The Last of Us. What to know about the poor air quality before you head outside. Plus, Patty, here we come. The countdown to the 2024 Summer Olympics is on, and we, we are going live to France. The preparations, the anticipation, and an early look at the U.S. athletes to watch. Then, it's She Made It. I couldn't find it, so I decided to create it. Jill, meeting a mom and entrepreneur whose big idea was to go small. And actor Sam Hewitt is live in Studio 1A, talking Outlander and his boozy business. Today, Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the third hour of today. I what feel day like- is it? Are we done? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's from like the 90s, like the early 2000s. Never gets old. Never gets old. Classic. All right. Well, you just heard him. That was Alan Craig. Chanel is here, too. Thanks for being with us on this Wednesday morning. Big lineup for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, first thing we have to start with, though, is what everyone, especially, I mean, really all across the country is talking yeah. about, yeah. the smoke in the air. Exactly. That's right. Blowing down from Canada, where there are massive wildfires burning. So much smoke. Sky turning orange. Look now we've that. got... Roughly, this as you can see, just unbelievable. Uh, roughly 100 million people in the U.S. are under air quality alerts, not just for the smoke, but also ozone as well. Emily Akeda is following the story for us. She's live along the Hudson River on the Jersey side that. with the New York skyline. That does not look good, Emily. No, you can see the haziness behind me. And I'll tell you this, typically from where I'm standing, I should be able to make out the George Washington Bridge, but it's been completely obscured by the smoke that continues to be funneled down from those ferocious flames in Canada. We're starting to see commuters go into work and a lot of people are wearing masks because of just how poor the air quality is. It's even prompted some schools in New York City and Buffalo to cancel outdoor activities as tens of millions are stunned to wake up to an apocalyptic like haze. As sweeping wildfires in Canada rage on this morning, hazardous plumes of smoke from those towering flames are seeping into the U.S., from the Northeast to the Upper Midwest. It was real hazy flying here. We could, even flying out of O'Hare, we could barely see the, the downtown Chicago area. The thick smoke even drifting hundreds of miles south, hiding mountain peaks in the Carolinas. Tens of millions of Americans set to face air quality alerts for a second day in a row, with yellow and brownish hues creating apocalyptic scenes splashed across social media. Never seen nothing like this in my life. This is not a filter. I feel like I'm on an episode of The Last of Us. At one point Tuesday, New York City had the worst air quality in the entire world, forcing several minor league teams to cancel games because of health concerns. While in the big leagues, the Yankees and White Sox played through the heavy haze. I'm definitely congested here and like my throat is a little like 
Like, I'm kind of losing my voice. Experts say smoke particles can lead to headaches, irritated eyes, a scratchy throat, even difficulty breathing, especially for vulnerable populations, which include seniors, young children, pregnant women, and those with respiratory conditions. What would you recommend for people in poor air quality regions? Limit the time you spend outdoors. Uh, and limit the amount of physical activity, the strenuous physical activity that you're doing. That's the sun right now. And air pollution from these kinds of wildfires is only getting worse. Over the last decade, Stanford researchers found the number of people who experienced at least one day of unhealthy air quality from smoke has increased by 27 times. That smoke travels, that smoke blows to other areas. And so really there's, there's no part of the continental United States where you can say that you'll be completely safe and researchers say this degree of smoke could rival or even surpass records for the region. And while we're watching the effects of wildfires from across America's borders, Al and Dylan, you guys know this well, the risk of wildfires domestically is still very high. So if we see flare-ups pop up throughout the week, that will only worsen the air quality that we're seeing right now, guys. All right. It's crazy. Emily, thanks so much. Get inside and you know, just breathe that fresher air inside. And what's yeah. crazy is you talked about it. We talked about it yesterday on the radio, yeah. right? Yeah. Al mentioned that it was going to be a problem. Last night we were at an event, we stepped outside, and the kids were saying, oh, you know, this is because of the wildfires. I'm like, guys, no, it's not. I'm like, there's no way. it's going." I was like, this feels yeah. like there's a fire around the corner. Yep. And no, sure enough, yep. and it, it, not only can you smell it in the air, my eyes were burning. It was dark at like 630 yeah. at yeah, night. A, a it just weird, felt an weird. eerie, eerie yes. uh, kind Crazy. of a haze out mm -hmm. there. And in fact, take a look. So here's where the wildfires are happening. Right now, you can see unhealthy air. This is from wildfire smoke. Uh, at 83 million people impacted. We've also got areas for, for some ozone, but the worst air quality is from Lake Ontario on into Delaware. And there's this uh, app you can get on your phone. Uh, it's called Air Now, EPA Air Now, oh. or you go to airnow.gov. Uh, and you could see those those uh, uh, air quality readings really, really bad. And it's going to continue into Saturday, most likely. This low pressure system is actually going to go what we call retrograde. So it's going to back up. So we got this weather stu uh, pattern stuck in place and 10 smoke for another day. Then as we move into tomorrow, Friday and on into Saturday, that main smoke plume moves towards Ohio, Pennsylvania and as far south as Norfolk. So this is going to be a problem for the next several That's days crazy. until this pattern kind of shifts or in an Omega block so that nothing's moving. My goodness. Well, I have an idea. Yeah. Why don't we just go to Paris? Great idea. All right. So let's take a turn to our countdown to the 2024 Olympic Games. They kick off in just over a year. It'll be here before you know it. And for the third time in history, they will take place in Paris, France. Yes, but they haven't been in Paris for about 100 years now. And look who has made their way to the City of Lights. Our own Savannah Guthrie and NBC Olympics primetime host Mike Tarico. Tarico. Savannah, <laughs> Mike. There are boondoggles, there are junkets, and then there's what you guys have managed to carve out for yourselves there. Winner uh, in Paris. SG, what's, what's yeah, been... Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. What's been the highlight so far, SG? Oh, my gosh. It's just, first of all, it's incredible. We look at where we are right yeah. now. I'm with my buddy, Mike Tirico. We're at feet away from the Eiffel Tower. And let's just get right to it. The French Open is happening right I now. Y'all know how much I love tennis, so I got to check out Roland Garros for the first time in my life. How was it? 
incredible. Okay. You know who showed me around? Who? John McEnroe. Name dropper. Because, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> we had a lovely rosé. We hit a few balls on the iconic clay courts. It's just absolutely beautiful. Paris is made for a sporting event like it this, is. Mike. It is. I've covered the French once, been over here for the European Soccer Championships. It's such a great sports country, and everything is so accessible. It feels like you can get everywhere. A little patience with downtown traffic, but people are back. Uh, you know, and they, you mentioned the numbers earlier. More people travel here from around the world than any other city, and you can feel it as you walk around mid-afternoon like today. One of the things about uh, uh, this Paris Olympics, they say it is going to be the greenest, most sustainable Olympics. And, and right. part of that is, is, is in due to you, them using all areas that are already existing. They're not building a lot of, a lot of things just for the Olympics. Right, Savannah, you were talking about the beach volleyball is going to yeah. be right here, yeah. right by the Eiffel Tower. And there are so many, about 95% of the venues are reused venues or venues that exist already. Get oh. this, they're going to swim in the Seine, which you might be saying, how is that possible? They've been testing the water. It's a massive sort of restoration project. The opening ceremony will be along the Seine. Yeah, that'll be exciting. The boats coming down the Seine as opposed to going to a big stadium. So if you have a star, show it off, right? And Paris is the star, so they're going to put all the venues as close as possible. You in Versailles, down the Champs-Élysées, uh, all, all places that you know in Paris will have Olympic venues. It'll be pretty cool. And think about it, Mike. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, this is the first Olympics we've had since the pandemic. Of course, we've had Tokyo and Beijing, but we didn't have the full spectator experience. Athletes didn't get to have their families there. We just heard Noah Lyles, a track athlete this morning, saying, I think I run 20% faster when there's a crowd out there cheering. So it's going to make a huge difference. You all know it. You do it every day. You go out on the plaza, there's a different energy. It's yes. all of a sudden, it brings everybody to life. We've got Al Roker fans out That's here, right. Al, your people. Worldwide. <laughs> My people! <laughs> Your people travel, which is yes. great. We, we just want to touch on sports real quick. Obviously, I know that's your wheelhouse. Uh, everybody loves watching gymnastics. It was fun to watch in Tokyo. Right. Uh, so where, what are we expecting this time around? What are the chances for a gold medal? So remember Suni Lee, she became the surprise star at the last Olympics after everything happened with Simone Biles. She met the, her moment and ended up having success as the all-around champ. Great chance we'll see her. We might even see Gabby Douglas, who's a uh, past champion, talking about coming back and doing it again. And we don't know yet about Simone Biles. Here's the one thing. The Russian team will not be competing. That's a whole story with Russia's participation in the Olympics, which we'll get into as we get closer. Uh, some athletes will. The gymnastics team won't. That means a great chance for Team USA to win another gold in the Olympics in women's gymnastics. And Jordan Childs, a name we know. Another name Guess we know. Guess what, well. guys? She will be here along with another a bunch of hopefuls for Team USA Gymnastics tomorrow Perfect. on nice. today. Au revoir. Au revoir. We're going to have, what do we do here in Paris in the afternoon? We have to stay and have lunch, don't we? We have a lunch. Uh, we have a rosé. I, can't, I well. can't wait to see you, don't Mike. We? We can have, we, Mike, you and I can have matching berets and Aperol spritzes. <laughs> That, that's where we're going for the lunch, the spritzes, exactly right. So that, a little Bordeaux, life is perfect. We'll, we'll find a way to be back here tomorrow with you. Yes, oh, we will, we will. That you will. Savannah, Mike, don't work thank too hard. Uh, thank you, guys. Try. By the way, folks, save the day. The Paris Olympics coming to NBC and Peacock next July. It's like that's a wedding a, invitation. That's a great date. Like, oh. just, just save the month of July. July. Here you go. A I marriage like of, of sport and culture. There you go. Oh, oh. Wee wee. Oh. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to separate those summer skincare facts from myths, including the 411 on SPF. Then later, our Today Climate Series heads out on the water. One of the places I'm very familiar with, 
the Cuyahoga River in Cleveland, Ohio, a man who's making a real difference by fishing for trash. Third Hour Today will be right back. All that trash was at the bottom of the... Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So this morning, we are playing a little summer game here. Not the kind that you'd normally think of. With vacations and pool days just around the corner, we're going to talk skin care. We're going to separate facts from fiction, from myths. And here to test our knowledge, board-certified dermatologist and cosmetic surgeon, Dr. Sandra Lee, also, of course, known as Dr. Pimple Popper on that wildly popular <laughs> TLC show. Dr. Lee, welcome back. Hi, Good to see you. Yes. All right, and here's the thing. We want everyone at home to play along as well. Okay. So one side's myth, the other side's fact, and we'll read one of the okay. statements and, and then we'll vote. All right. Okay. The sun, stronger on a 100-degree sunny day in March versus a 70-degree cloudy day in June. Fact or myth? Myth. Myth. Well, you just turn it around. You don't have to use your voice. You guys are too smart for me. i got to make these questions hard. (laughs) Yes, that's true because, you know, actually, the day with the highest UV index in New York is June 24th. So, actually, in in the United States. And UV index is really important. If you go on your weather app, it's going to tell you what the UV index is. And Mm -hmm. if it's high... That's when you actually have the most risk for damage from the sun. You know, okay. and there's a lot of factors involved. Even when involved. it's cloudy. Yes. And in fact, sometimes when it's super cloudy, you're yeah. going to get less sun penetration or UV radiation. But if it's actually patchy, a lot of the sun can reflect off so of that. So interesting. It's, it's, it's so counterintuitive. It is, yeah. So the, the simplest way to do it is look at UV index. Okay. And just wear right. sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. Anything above right. five is concerned. Mm-hmm. Right. Next one. Sun exposure can help clear up your pimples. Hmm. Uh, that's got to be a myth. That, that's a myth. Fact. Well, this so sun so sun can temporarily improve your acne, but not in the long run. Because you get brown man. spots, I just thought it's going to darken it, and actually, no, it actually along. pumps more oiliness. <laughs> yeah. Really? So you can get more oiliness and more breakouts. Yes. Because so of the sun. Yes. Yeah, so and if, and if you're exposing your skin, there. aren't you doing more damage on the sun? Yes. Feels good. Yes. All right. So here's the next one. Avoid applying perfume before going out into the sun. Hmm. Fact I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. You guys know how to answer. Facts. I feel like it's so much to that remember that margarita dermatitis that you can get if you get lime on your arm and you go out in the sun oh, and get a yeah. blister in the same case this is called burloque dermatitis but it's, called, it's a phytophotodermatitis meaning if you put perfume on and you go out in the sun it'll kind of cause a rash sometimes oh. blistering in some people Ooh. so it's just a better idea to stay away from or at least don't put like a fragrance that you spray this is a fun okay. game uh, here we go the uh, higher the SPF number the longer the sunscreen will protect you fact or myth myth, myth. I'm going myth. 
Well, I mean, this. Chanel, you didn't answer. Well, I was, I'm, sorry. I'm trying not to. Okay, speak. well, never mind. I'll just say <laughs> She's the one who doesn't finish the test. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, yes, the higher the SPF is supposed to mean how oh, much foul. longer you oh. can be out in the sun. Yeah. But the issue well, is, is that it gives you a false sense of security. You think, oh, this is SPF 100. I can yeah, stay out I can there wait. for 100 hours. Yeah. Okay. It's going to rub off. Mm-hmm. You're going to sweat it off and all those sorts of things. So, so the, the biggest thing is to remember to do reapply after a couple of hours, especially if you've been eating or out in the sun or mm-hmm. sweating, that kind of so thing. It sounds Fact-ish. Fact-ish. Yes, it's like a yes and no. <laughs> okay. Not the okay. Best. Yeah. Next question. SPF only refers to UVB protection and not UVA protection. I'm going to say, say that's a myth. Fact. I don't know. I'm going to say fact. I think that you're right. I think oh, it only really yeah. refers to UVB, but you know, UVB and UVA are are dangerous right. for us. Mm-hmm. So you really want to look at broad spectrum protection because when you say that, that means that you are blocking both UVB and UVA. So you rays. need the broad, okay. Right, but okay. that really technically only has to do with UVB rays. Okay. I love the fact that they gave me this last one. <laughs> uh, hemorrhoid cream can help. <laughs> Can help with a pimple, depending, I guess, where fact. it is. Uh, fact or myth? I, like I'm gonna, I hope I'm that's... Gonna go, I'm going to go with a fact. I'm going to say fact, because why would you ask that question? Yes. I, think, it's I fact. think the fact is that you shouldn't use it for both reasons. So is that true? Right. It's separate. Well, you should, sure shouldn't <laughs> reuse it. Yes, yes. Wait, is that I mean, true? It is well, true. Yes, yeah. because hemorrhoid cream can contain corticosteroids, so it so will it help decrease it. inflammation, and phenylephrine, which can help decrease redness. So it can help. But you know what? There's a lot of better things out there. I was going to say. I can't... In a pinch, I also work? heard that you can use hemorrhoid cream yes. for like yes. bags under because, your eyes. Because again, it helps decrease swelling. And I had a like co-host. That. So again, <laughs> don't do mix that. it up. He put a, you know, use it for, and don't okay. put so much. Who was it? What was his I'm name? I'm not telling his name. <laughs> All right. He would lather up every morning with hemorrhoid cream. Okay, yeah. Dr. Lee. Time to wrap it up. Thank you. <laughs> we always you learn something on here. Uh, so by the way, catch Dr. Pimple Popper over on TLC. Go Google my co-host. All right, when we come back. I know who it is. A different kind of fishing trip. Our buddy Joe Fryer went out on the water with a man who was dedicated to cleaning up a river with a troubled history. And then later on this morning, she made it. Jill meets a mom whose daughter inspired her to think small. And let me tell you, it is paying off big time. We'll be right back. I don't eat. This morning on Today Climate, we're going to shine a light on a group of volunteers who are helping clean up a place I know very well, Cleveland, Ohio. But they're not doing it on foot. Mm-hmm. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer is here, and you got a unique perspective yeah, on this. Yeah, this is really cool. Don't worry, I didn't fall in the water. Good. <laughs> so you're going to see. I'm going to introduce you to a young man who was an avid fisherman, but when he'd hit the river with his kayak, often he was reeling in more trash than fish. So he decided to use that kayak for something else, turning it into a makeshift garbage truck and building a program that has attracted quite the following. So we're down here at the beautiful Cuyahoga River in Cleveland, Ohio. Beautiful. I think she's beautiful, you know, and uh, it's got its problems, but every day we're out here trying to make it even more beautiful. For Eddie Olshansky, the road to beauty runs through water. All right, we're in search of garbage. We sure are. Navigated by kayak as we comb the river's banks for trash. All right, got my garbage bag. There you go. And how about one of these? I'm a grabber. Bestow upon you a grabber. Try not to lose it. Our search does not take long. What do you find in there? We got a beer can, a couple of water bottles, and just some big chunks of styrofoam. For Eddie, this cleanup is more than the occasional volunteer project. Is the founder of an organization called Trash Fish. He's out here at least five days a week, and often he's not alone. 
feel confident. I feel really motivated and pumped to help the environment out today. With help from social media, Eddie has recruited a school of trash fish to help. There's no money in picking up trash, I promise you that. But without us, I think this river system is far worse off. The Cuyahoga has a notorious past known decades ago as the Burning River. It was so polluted with oil and waste, it caught fire more than a dozen times. Such environmental disasters led to the creation of the EPA in 1970 and shortly after the Clean Water Act. While flames are no longer a concern, trash is. You see, the Cuyahoga flows directly into Lake Erie, the water source for about 12 million people. This river, this section of this river, is the last chance we have to stop this stuff before it actually gets into our drinking water. Eddie redirects some of that stuff. 30 pounds of basketballs. To his garage. This is part of some of my collection of what I think is interesting stuff that I've pulled out of the river over the last couple of years. He's found balls, toys, and just a couple years ago, this decades-old Pepsi king. That just tells me that all the plastic that we put in there today is going to be there in 50 years. It's going to be there in 100 years. It's probably going to be there in 1,000 years. He brings these items to his speaking engagements, including yeah, right? these old aerosol cans, which look more like modern art. When stuff like this ends up in the river and it gets punctured, underwater all that foam comes out, and this is what it solidifies as. The most concerning things he finds, tiny beads of plastic called nurdles. They're the building blocks of almost all plastic products, often confused for food by marine life. Ah, uh, Joe, here's our first nurdle of the day. Oh, you already found a nurdle? Certainly did. It never takes long. We find them all over, even in a plastic soda bottle. What do you think's also in there? Nurdles? There's a bunch of nurdles in here. Yeah, nurdles in there. But like a drop in the ocean, bit by bit, Eddie and his trash fish are making waves by cleaning up the river. How amazed are you by the things you see in the water? Oh, I can't even make up the stuff that we find. Eddie estimates since he started in 2015, they've reeled in nearly 100,000 pounds of trash. I do feel like you're making a difference, and I think everybody does their part that you can chip away at it a little bit. Every bit counts, right? Every bit counts. That is what keeps Eddie fishing for trash. Does this feel like your life's work now? It sure is at this point. I, I don't think that I intended for it to be when I first started doing this, but if you were out here every day seeing what I see and you knew the people in this community, you'd want to be out here every day too, I think. Eddie says that while he'd love to believe a day will come when he does not need to do this, he's not optimistic that's going to happen anytime soon. So he is prepared to be out on the river as long mm. as he is needed. It's great that he brings the items he finds to these speaking engagements because then it, it really makes yeah. it real what's in there. It actually it's a point, especially when you see a decades-old Pepsi can. I, it's just not going anywhere. Exactly. But the idea that he's in, in, you know, gotten this army involved, you know, that people making a difference. Exactly. And his basic message to people is, hey, listen, reduce your trash, yeah. avoid buying stuff that uses too much plastic or packaging, look for more sustainable options. That's a way you can help if you're not going out on a kayak. In worst case scenario, can you, if you're out and about, can you just stop dropping stuff? Yes. That's no, part like, of oh, it, too. Yep. People do that. It's like trash can. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of this stuff comes from the sewers and other oh. Oh, yeah. too, but yeah, yeah, everything can help. All right. Thanks, Joe. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, when we come back, the inspiration behind the big business that's all about embracing the small things. Jill's here to share all of the bedazzled details on She Made It. And then a little bit later, 
a great Scott live in studio. Outlander star Sam Hewen, who's become one of our favorite guests here at the hour of today. He's going to talk about the return of his hit show. We'll be right back. Hey, Sam. <laughs> now with a she made it that a lot of moms are going to relate to. Today, Lifestyle and Commerce contributor Jill Martin Brooks met the woman behind a different kind of accessory business. This is a good one. Jilly. Not only is this a good one, but your kids are really going to be jazzed about okay. this when you see what's going on. Uh, good morning, everyone. I want to introduce you to the founder of Super Smalls, but don't be fooled by the name. She's got a big vision. I always wear lots of jewelry. I love to dress up. And it was my then five-year-old daughter, Luna, who said to me, Mommy, I'll stop stealing your things if you find me something that's as beautiful as what you have. And I went and I looked and I couldn't find it. So I decided to create it. Maria Duenas Jacobs is the founder and chief creative officer of Super Smalls, an accessories brand for kids and kids at heart. When you were little, did you play dress up and you would put everything on all at once. I was born in Madrid. My mother is an artist. My father's an entrepreneur, crafted as a little kid, dressed up. Halloween is still my favorite holiday. After high school, Maria moved to New York City to attend the Fashion Institute of Technology. You were very entrepreneurial when you started and did not take no for an answer. I was trying to piece it, piece it together and figure out what I wanted to do. I studied fashion magazines like textbooks, and I had seen that stylists and makeup artists and hairstylists all were represented. And I called up the agents and I said, hi, I'm Maria and I'm an assistant stylist and I have more time. Give me the call that you would make to these agencies. I would say, you know, hi, Sally, my name is Maria. Uh, I'm an assistant stylist and I happen to have Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays available. And Mondays and Saturdays yeah. and Sundays. <laughs> Any day. <laughs> and I would get a phone call. And then from there, I also finagled my way into figuring out how to be a dresser behind the scenes at fashion shows, which was a dream come true. Upon graduation, Maria got a job as an assistant to a stylist at Glamour Magazine. Working her way up to accessories editor, then Elle Magazine came calling. And when you were three months pregnant, you went on an interview. I didn't plan to interview at three months. That is when Elle came to me. The fashion director then, um, Samira Nasser, was incredible. And I said to her, I really want this opportunity. I really know that I'm going to be amazing at it, but I, I need to let you know that I'm three months pregnant. She did not hesitate and she said, congratulations, when can you start? Maria worked at Elle for four years. I was surrounded by, you know, the craziest, most beautiful fashion, all sorts of designers and jewelry. Was able to travel to Milan and Paris, really just living this like dream job. And while I was there, I had three daughters also. <laughs> Her daughters were the inspiration behind Super Smalls, which Maria launched direct to consumer in 2019. It's a line of accessory and activity sets that embody a fine jewelry collection, but encourage imagination and play. I very much believe in luck and creating my own luck, which is why I'm wearing this four-leaf clover. And we, I launched Super Smalls on November 11th, so 11-11, and our first Instagram post was at 11-11. It completely went bananas. It sold out in five days. Today, Super Smalls is carried by Nordstrom, Saks, and Bergdorf's, and even made Oprah's favorite things two years in a row. 
So are your kids your models now? They must be decked out. They, they wear multiple pieces of jewelry to school and then sometimes they'll come back with less. And they're so proud of it that they give it, <laughs> they give it away. Right. And I had to explain to them, that's not how you run a business. Right. You run. <laughs> so now they've learned. So what advice would you have for other people in your position who are afraid to make the move from something consistent to something that is definitely not consistent and has challenges? I, I think similar to what I did, you don't have to do it from one day to another. You do it little by little. Make sure that it's something that you are really, really passionate about because it's going to take a humongous part of your life. And if, if you answer yes, 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 I got all those things, then, then take the leap and believe in yourself. All right. This is well, great. Not only is the story fantastic, mm-hmm. I want to show you some of the products because so cute. I mean, this is just everything. And I just want to stress the makeup goes on clear. It's just to make you feel oh, like you're doing what you're doing, not doing. And the stylish goggles, I know it's the twins' birthday party and they're having a pool party. How perfect to get kids wow. to put on goggles. Those are the cutest yeah. that are the I don't even have girls and I want one of everything. <laughs> I mean, it's just happy and fun and it makes the ordinary extraordinary. And she, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, she's just, and she's a spectacular woman. So um, She seems it. Nice. Yeah. That was a good one, Joe. What a great idea. What a great product. Yeah, yeah fun. That was good. All right, coming up next, we are catching up with Outlander star Sam Hewen to hear all about season seven and his next adventure. We'll be right back. Good morning. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. love when our next guest joins us. We're not just saying it because he's sitting right here. We no, mean it. That's right. We <laughs> truly call Sam Hewen a friend of the show. He has played Scottish soldier Jamie Frazier in the hit series Outlander. And folks, it's back. Season number seven, and there's a race against the clock. Jamie is trying to save his wife Claire from jail before she is wrongfully convicted of murder. Take a look. Where was she taken? They couldn't tell me. Could not or would not. Got any drink? Have you, sir? Or a few bob to pay for some. Drop us something for my poor old throat. Tell me what you know. Oh. Sam with us I like that lower register. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you. Your accent's pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You Thank just you. sound like you're angry all the time. Tell yeah. me well, what you he know. is. <laughs> tell me what you know. It, it works for him. Uh, <laughs> 
I didn't realize when I was watching it that season six was a shortened season. So then, yep. like, the last episode comes, I'm like, like refreshing, refreshing. On? Like, why is this over already? Yeah. So it left us with quite the cliffhanger. It so did. where does season seven pick it up? It did. It did. So uh, season six was a shorter season, obviously, due to COVID. And my great co-star, Katrina, was, was pregnant. So we had to take time out. So this one is extended. It's an XL season. We've Ooh. got 16 episodes. Wow. Um, and we pick up pretty much where we left off. Claire is in prison um, for the potential murder of Malva Christie and Jamie's out to rescue her. Mm -hmm. And I I read recently that season eight, it's been announced, is is going to be the last. It is, yes. You've been been on board since season one. Yeah, I I know. I've been seeing you guys since then. You know, it's almost almost 10 years. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back. But um, there's plenty more to look forward to. But yeah, we have one season left. Um, We haven't started shooting that yet, obviously. But um, there's there's still plenty to look forward to. Mm. Yeah, I I, I hear that you've got a memorabilia room with stuff that you've collected. Ah. So when when season eight rolls around, what's the one thing you think you would want to take from Outland? Well, I was looking for stuff around here that I might just <laughs> put in my room. Yeah, yeah. So make sure sure everything's tied down. But yeah. no, I do. I, I collect stuff from like whatever show or movie I've been on. And um, yeah, I think for this one, it'll be, you know, Jamie's boots. I love, you know, Ooh. when you put them on, they're heavy and they, you sort of feel, I don't know, more rooted or maybe his weapons. I love his swords. Mm, and, good stuff. You know, stuff yeah. That's Sword good stuff. Good. So last time you were here, you were talking about your travel show, Men in Kilts. Yes. And so we're getting ready to get another one, right? So exclusively with you guys, I'm happy to announce that we are going to be airing on August 11th. Okay. Season two, yes. Down Under in New Zealand. Ooh, um, awesome. My co-star does survive. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> Barely. But, Why um, New Zealand? New Zealand because it has a great Scottish connection. It's also Graham's home. Uh, he lives there now. Um, and it's somewhere I've never been. And also there's a lot of extreme sports there. So, so fun. Yeah. It's a good feeling when you wear a kilt. It, it is. Have you unless tried it? I have. Of course he has. Remember when we were, when we were in Scotland? Oh, that's right. Wow. Okay. Well, next time I'm here, I expect to I expect to see you all in kilts. Kilt. All right. <laughs> then in kilts. All right. Well, the uh, last, gin. Yeah. The last time you were here, we were talking about this new endeavor with gin. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got whiskey, you've got yeah. tequila. And now we're mm. working gin into the mix. And yeah. you, you brought some Ooh. this time. Man. Yeah, guys. This is like how I like to start every morning. What's um, it called? What's this you? is the Sassanac Wild Scottish Gin. All the botanicals oh. are from the southwest of Scotland, from my hometown in Galloway. Okay. Or everything is sourced from like the glens Cheers. or what you would find in a forest. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Slange, Cheers. I hope you enjoy it. I've never had an apple in a drink. So yeah, yeah. Our, our botanicals are all, um, you know, from Scotland. All uniquely, oh, wow. there's there's oats, there's apple, oh, that is rhubarb. Nice. Yes. Cheers. This is, this is good. This is easy to drink. It's not even 10 a.m. So is this oh. available to buy in Noon the United somewhere. States? It is available from the 15th. You can pre-order now, but from the 15th, it'll be nationwide. It's crisp, great for summer. Oh, this You're going to love it. Mm. Wow. I want to see the do? bottle. You've got your whole, like, liquor company. You've got the movie. Movies, mm. You've got the show. You've got books. I mean, yeah. what, what else do you want to do? Well, um, I don't know. Is Can you sing? Should I come join you guys? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. You should Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. We, we know when you're here. Thank you so much. Thank this you. Really would you really come? Would you come and host, you co-host the show? With us. I'd love to. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Every morning. Cheers to that. They just said done. In the meantime, Outlander season seven premieres June 16th on Star. Actually, they just said they saw your day rate, so maybe not. We'll pay you. There you go. go. Bang. Up next, we've got even more great shows and movies to talk about from the return of Indiana Jones. The Carrie Bradshaw's comeback. We're going to cover it all in our entertainment roundup. Third hour of today. We'll be right back. It doesn't taste too jitty. No, exactly. 
Well, summer's almost here. That means some hot movies and shows are dropping this month. And here with the preview, NBC News entertainment contributor, Chris Witherspoon, also founder and CEO of the entertainment app. It's called Pop Viewers. It's a great app. Check it out. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. I know you're excited. Wednesday. about Roker's really excited oh, about this Indiana Jones return. Cannot wait. Dial of Destiny, baby. Yes, it is coming out, you guys. This is the fifth and final Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny. And this time he's chasing down a legendary dial that can change the course of history, which is kind of crazy. Okay. He's sitting with his goddaughter, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag, and I love her so much. Miss that show. Mm-hmm. And they're um, facing off against an ex-Nazi who works for NASA and is up to no good now. Mm. And this is kind of cool, you guys. This movie's going to incorporate some new technology. They're using AI technology, so Disney's going to use unreleased footage of young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. The age and oh, yeah, and it looks pretty good. It looks so good. And it's been 42 years, y'all, since the first wow. Indiana Jones wow. film came out back in 1981. It's 42 years. The villain. How's Matt going to Yes, do? yes. It's going to be so good. Uh, All right, you have the next wait. question. Now, you know. Can I come? I, I was about to say. <laughs> anyway, so let's move to the kitchen. And the bear. Everybody's right. waiting for this. This is the bear season two. The show that makes me hungry. I'm always mm. very seamless when I watch this show. If you guys haven't watched it, follow the guy named Carmi, played by Jeremy Allen White. He takes over his family's restaurant after his brother's unexpected death. And season one was really about saving the restaurant. It was on the struggle bus. This season's about... Did you say the struggle bus? The struggle bus. The struggle bus. struggle bus is being renovated. <laughs> Carmen and the entire staff are coming together to try to save the restaurant again. This newer version of the beef. But you got the cast. People love it. Yeah. It's gritty. It's shot in a really unique way, and it always makes me so hungry. You remember that scene from last season? It was that single shot, to, uh, not to mm, give away. Yes. Oh, it made epic. You feel like you were in the kitchen. Yeah. For real. That was good. All right, let's go to Peacock now, the streaming platform from our parent company, NBC Universal. Talk to us about shooting stars. Okay, What's this, this one about? is the origin story of LeBron James, based on a book he wrote oh, back in that, 2009. Okay. It's set in Akron, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, where I'm from. Um, and it really shows you how he led his high school team to be the uh, national champions back in 2003 and it also brings to life this friendship that he had with his three best friends they, they called themselves the fab four but it really is just a story of how he got to the nba and that. this younger look at lebron james and I it was really that. shot in akron and shot in cleveland oh, oh. that's great cool. that's cool that. yes uh the next one is a rom-com with gabrielle union oh. yes you guys it is called the perfect fine and gabrielle union is getting her on-screen groove bra- groove back with okay. this, a younger man so she plays a woman named jenna jones who's a 40-year-old woman trying to make a career come back and she falls in love with the much younger co-worker who happens to be her boss's son. Oh, Ooh, wow. Scandalous. There's a plot. Yes. So she mm. must decide she's going to risk it all for love uh, or keep her job. But it kind of gives you the oh, Delaware's is that, product. Is that the that son? That is the son. I Keith say yes. Powers. Oh, come on. Okay. Oh. It kind of gives you the Delaware's product wow. vibes and also how Slutter got her groove back. I was about to say Keith that's Powers. a bad idea and then he walked out I'm like, never mind. That's a good idea. <laughs> good stars, idea. Chanel Powers, the legendary Janet Hubert, uh, Gina Torres, and a slew of guest star Appearances, but it's great fashion and great eye candy. Oh, yeah, and what? Shirley will come and on the show to A very it. big you, Please don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let you go, Chris, speaking of rom coms, a lot of folks talking about this Sex in the City revival and the return of two characters. Yes, yes. grab your Manolos, grab your Cosmos, you guys. <laughs> the gals are back. 
But you're also getting all the ladies from last season, but we're going to have Kim Cattrall making a cameo. So not oh. she's not going to be in many episodes, right. just one episode. It's a quick appearance. Oh, I'm glad also, you just clarified that. I thought yeah, it was like just, back back. No, it's so quick, but it, it might still give us our lives. Okay. That one okay. little moment. I want my life. Yes. yes. But also, you're going to have Carrie discovering a love again with uh, her old flame, Aiden. So John oh. Corbett, he will be back. But oh. also, we're going to have Sam Smith and Gloria Steinem will appear in the season playing themselves. Wow. Oh. I know. I'm okay. so excited for this one, you Chris, guys. Chris, you're so good. Thank you. You really are. You're you a delight. I love your shoes. Yeah. Come on, leg kick. And, <laughs> and just like that, we're out of time. Chris Witherspoon. <laughs> See what you did there. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you Third hour of today. We're right back after this. We make good popcorn around here. <laughs> Tomorrow, the third hour today, yay! Actor and rapper Common will join us in studio. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, the queen of home living, Martha Stewart. We hopefully will see you back here tomorrow. Wait, bye bye. Oh, hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC.